When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got a good episode for you today. Um, bringing back Chris from Squatch Survival Gear. He told us the, uh, the story before of his uh, encounter with killer bees and hearing the voice of God. Right now, we're going to start talking about his ghost experiences. And he's already joining the, the room, so I'm going to let him in right now. I just wanted to remind everybody to go to thebumppodcast.com and check out the Believer Store. I have tons of merch on there. I'm putting new stuff up every time I turn around. Um, the more stuff I can think about, the more stuff I'll add. I'm, I'm doing everything from scratch. Everything's being designed by me. Uh, I hope you like it. Check it out. And also, if you need more content, um, bonus interviews here and there are going to start coming up. And the full video interviews with each of my guests that are cool with having themselves videoed are going to be on my patreon they're already on patreon if you join now you'll have access to everything that's ever been uploaded uh this is the bump podcast on patreon so check it out i really appreciate all the love and the support hey i'm glad to hear uh you know you're not having any real symptoms yeah it's it's all good so far and the the problem is man is these kids uh they're they're brought a snack during second period. You know, they get breakfast before school starts and then they get a snack second period. And, you know, they, they brought the snack stuff to the room because they can't have all the kids piled up in the cafeteria. So they, they brought the snacks right. in and everybody has to take their mask off to eat. And I just got the short straw, man. The, one of the boys in my class, <laughs> you know, he took his mask off, had COVID. He was sitting there complaining. He's like, man, my allergies are killing me. You know, I feel horrible. And, and I was like, the problem with this COVID, man, is yeah, what's allergies and what's COVID? Yeah, and I was like, well, it's allergy season. You know, it, it hit like 75 degrees that day. I was like, you know, no big deal. So we're all sitting there just eating. And then I get an email Friday morning that's like, pack your stuff and leave. You've been exposed. <laughs> well, now. Are we sure? He had COVID, not allergies. Yeah, yeah, he he popped positive. Oh, uh, that sucks. Yeah, you'll probably be fine. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, and I I dope up on zinc and all the all the good key vitamins. 
Well, don't forget to go outside and get, you know, the good old natural oh, solar yeah. power. Yeah, I go out there and just stand about an hour every day. Just just stand. I don't look like it. I'm still pale as a ghost. Well, it's winter in West Virginia as yeah. opposed to early summer here in South Texas. Yeah, you guys get like six weeks of winter and then it's hot again. I, I think six weeks is being generous. I mean, this year, don't get me wrong. We got the yeah. full six weeks. Yeah. complete with the blizzard which yeah. you know nearly crushed the state but uh for sure we get a lot of summer <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah. we get two seasons spring and summer <laughs> some, some springs are colder than others yeah well most winters i would trade you i wouldn't trade you this winter <laughs> Most winners I would trade you, but this one was mild. We're good. Yeah. yeah. So when I went to the production bunker in New Hampshire, they yeah. were complaining about they hadn't gotten any snow. <laughs> so it started snowing the second day I was there. And he, like, I talked to him last week and he was like, dude, it hasn't stopped. Since <laughs> He's like, every day we're getting snow. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for, buddy. <laughs> That's right. He was like, so remind me not to talk about precipitation around you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. My ghost stories are very short. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. I actually, I, I have a ghost story. If you don't mind, I'll lead off with it because it happened this morning. Um, Whoa. Yeah, that one's recent. Let's talk about that, brother. Yeah, yeah, it's really recent. Because, you know, since I've been talking about this stuff, we've noticed little things. And there was one or two things, you know, when we first moved in. But I don't know if it's where we're, I, I'm, I rearranged my office so I could set up my hammock stand and all that stuff. I'm, I'm sleeping down here. But you're um, still in the corner. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my, my good stuff is in the corner, but I got, I got this big <laughs> 10 foot long hammock behind the computer. <laughs> you can't see. That's all. I'm going to share that picture, by the way, that's going up <laughs> later today. You got to do that, man. Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to circle the natty light too. <laughs> Yeah, hit hashtag sponsor me, Natty. That's uh, right, sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> you can make me die, man. Yeah, please don't be COVID. <laughs> please don't be COVID. <laughs> how how it? So we have this stuff here called mountain cedar, and mountain cedar is evidently like ninety eight point something percent of the population of the world is allergic to it and it's all over the hill country of texas oh yeah and it blooms twice a year <laughs> okay so it blooms in spring and then it blooms like early fall and it's it's bad yeah okay it's like it's like pine forest bad except you can't see the pollen mm. it's blooming right now because we just had that that freak freeze Yep. So that freeze hit us, the snow hit us, and then this stuff just was like, we're alive. <laughs> I'm like, shit, how would I know if I had COVID or I'm just having normal mountain cedar fever allergy bullcrap? Yep. So, yep. yeah, let's hear your ghost story since it's creeping up on you, bro. Yeah, man. I'm going to walk around. I woke up this morning at uh, 740, you know, to get up for the day. And right. as I woke up, I heard the cabinets in the kitchen, you know, slamming shut. And I thought, oh, my, you know, my wife's already up putting on the coffee. 
and where I'm in quarantine, I can't go to the bathroom. You know, I can't walk through the house and go in there. Um, so I just went outside to pee, you know, cause I, I live in West Virginia and that's what we do. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have a house full of women and I live in South Texas. Sometimes that's what I have. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I walk outside and I walk over to the corner of the house and I got my old, my old trucks broke down sitting over there. So it kind of makes a block in case anybody would ever be outside on a Saturday morning at seven o'clock. And uh, so I'm doing my business and around the side of the house, there is the window to my garage. And there's three strong knocks on the window, just bang, bang, bang. And that's where my wife goes to smoke in the morning. So mm. I thought, okay, she's up. She got up, put on the coffee, and now she's in the garage, and she's letting me know that she's awake, you know, because she must have saw me through yeah, the window. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I jumped through my skin because I wasn't expecting it, and I looked back at the window, but I can't see inside, and I'm just laughing, and I, I waved. I was like, you got me, you got me, you know. <laughs> and I, I come back in the house, and I'm just waiting because – I'm kind of getting spoiled right now to where I'm isolated. They, they bring me food. Like it's a gift and I love it. So I was just sitting here. I was like, I'll just, I'll just wait until she brings me my coffee, you know? And about 20 minutes passed and I couldn't even smell the coffee. I thought, okay, uh, one, I might have COVID (laughs) two. (laughs) Maybe I have COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Or two, you know, she's pissed off at me because I didn't sleep in the bed for the first time in like two years. So I'll just give it a few more minutes. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to poke the bear and <laughs> Good plan. you know what I mean? So then around eight 30, she comes staggering downstairs and she's like, good morning. And I thought, well, I asked her, I said, what do you mean? I said, haven't you been up? And she said, no, I just this second got up. And I told her what happened. And she's like, yeah, none of that shit was me. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, uh, we, what? Yeah. Yeah. So that got me thinking my garage window, you can't even get to it. I got big shelves, you know, in front of that window with all kinds of survival gear and stuff on it, all my camping stuff. And you would have to like take a stick to hit that window. Right. Uh, From the inside of the garage. Cause all the stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was nothing outside the garage because I was standing there looking that, you know, that direction. At so, least from what you could see. Right. Wasn't on this plane, clearly. Right. So there is absolutely no reason why my kitchen cabinets should have been closing and my windows getting knocked on at 740 this morning. So it's just another one, you know, and about a week ago, I was in the shower got this real strange feeling uh actually felt like i was about to pass out for a second and i looked and through the curtain i saw what looked like my wife walked past but it was just kind of like the outline about the height of her yeah um and there was nobody in the in the bathroom with me so that was another little weird thing that happened but that's my recent stories, man. These <laughs> are pretty recent. Yeah, let's hear yours, Chris. Uh, so, um, the first ghost story we really dealt with 
Lynn, babe? No, she's sitting. No, okay, she's not. Okay. Well, do you not want me to tell that one? So <clears throat> we were when my when my second daughter was born, they were both in the same room. Okay, and they're only 15 months apart. Okay. okay, so I got one that's really little and the other one that's, you know, not quite two. And Brianna, the older, has this habit of being resistant to bedtime. Mm-hmm. She's that child, if you laid her down and said, I don't want to hear another peep out of you before you got out of the room, she might actually go, <laughs> oh yeah yeah um which my wife actually did that one time on a night she had really been testing me and thank <laughs> god she was on it she was like no, no no that was me i would don't go back in there and discipline her and i was like you know at at the the wits in there oh yeah man so we had one of those nights and you know you're a dad, you know, sometimes when they're little, they laugh and giggle in their sleep and they oh, talk yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's creepy enough. Yeah. yeah, and and Brianna's at that point where she's starting to make, you know, short sentences, nothing, nothing fancy, but a couple words strung together, you get the meaning. Right. <clears throat> so the wife and I, when we lived at Fort Bragg, our house was, our master bedroom was just big enough for our king-size bed and the TV, and you kind of you know, the whole house is built on a long hallway. Everything ran off that long hallway. So if you came in the carport, that door led into the kitchen, you could just walk straight back to our bedroom. You could see right down the hall. Their room was literally out our bedroom door, three feet into the room. And, you know, one was on one side, one was on the other. So the wife and I are sitting in bed, watching television, you know, sitting against the wall, watching television. And uh, the first night we hear Brianna, sounds like she's having a conversation and giggling and laughing. And I'm like, I just put her to bed, go to bed. So I get up, I walk in there, turn on the light. and She's sitting up in bed, looking at me. Got her toys in bed. And I'm like, what are you doing? Playing? Who are you playing with, boy? Oh, no. And I'm like, who's boy? She's like, boy? I mean, understand, she's under two. We've like maxed out her language capabilities. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, okay. At this point, I'm like, she's got an imaginary friend. Tell boy good night, go to bed. couple nights later wife and I are watching tv same thing this time army life I'm tired too tired too sore to get up whatever I don't care so I just yell go to bed use my dad voice oh yeah that'll work go to bed and I hear her shuffle around and go down she giggles and then I hear these little feet and I see out of the corner, I'm still watching television, but out of the corner of my eye comes, I mean, booking it as only a toddler can, high speed. 
Yeah. White hair, blonde hair, you know, kid comes running, only wearing a diaper, comes running out of that room, button hooks into our room, comes running across the foot of my bed, and about the same time I lock eyes with that thing should be right here. That little kid should be right there because I've now realized I don't have any blonde-haired children. Oh, no. What, yours? Blonde-haired. Yeah, one of mine. Oh, yeah. It's, as soon as I go right here, it's gone. Oh, that's so right. I kind of sat there. <laughs> I got chills up my back. Man. <laughs> I'm sitting here in a moment like, mm, it's late. I'm tired. We're watching TV. Uh-uh. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, um, did you just see what I just saw? My wife's real quiet. She goes, I don't know. What did you see? I said, I saw a little kid come running out of Brianna's room, out of the out of the kid's room. And she's like, little blonde haired kid wearing a diaper. <sighs> and I was like, yep. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't think about it. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it again. We just chalked that up to, okay, that, that was weird. Um, Maybe about a year later, I think I was getting ready to go to Afghanistan. Is that right? Were we going to Afghanistan or was I going to Iraq? I think it was Afghanistan. We went to go, we went to go visit her. Were they a little older? So maybe a year later, I can't remember if it was before Afghanistan or before Iraq. Um, we went to go visit her grandmother in Iowa. From, from that time on, Brianna has off and on talked about playing with boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who I still think is an imaginary friend. Because she's at that age. So hold on, it's the. Hold on. You've already seen boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's called denial. I'm an airborne infantry guy. I'm a little slow, and denial is. My wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Iowa. We're staying with her grandmother. Her grandmother had five kids, five, five kids. And I don't know how many grandkids. There's, there's like a her Sanders family, which goes back to Colonel Sanders. They they populate like two towns. (laughs) So when there's a family reunion, like I need flashcards and name tags for me. Like everybody knows me because, you know, my wife, Robin, her dad, who, who passed before I met him, his name is Bobby. And so everywhere we went, she's Bobby's little girl. So I'm Bobby's little girl husband. Yeah. If you can keep up with that, you probably understand because I imagine there's some of that West Virginia too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I married a whole community when I married my wife. Yep. Yeah. You feel my pain, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's easy so, for them because there's only one of me, but then I got like fifty. Right. Okay, who are you? Yes. Okay, your cousin Tom. Great. Right. Um. So we're staying there and I'm walking around the house. It's the first time I've really spent some time in the house because we're staying there. And there are all these pictures of the kids. 
and I'm, I'm looking at this picture and there's, you know, a couple kids in the front yard and this little blonde haired kid in a diaper standing out in the yard. And I was like, hey, grandma, uh -uh. who's this one right here? And she walks over and she goes, oh, that's my Bobby. When he was a baby, that's my Bobby. And so at that point, I was like, boy, Bobby, uh -huh. Bob, boy. Okay. So we chalked that up to mm -hmm. uh, her deceased father coming to visit. <laughs> uh so yeah that that was that wow. was the first time in my life that my world had expanded to a point where i was like yep. <laughs> yep. you know there's there's like more than i think at least so it was the, family man at least it's somebody friendly you know yeah well I, we i have that like my two German shepherds will often stop and get aggressive at spots on the wall. Uh -huh. And I don't, I don't mean like, like sometimes they'll stop and look and then sometimes they'll just, they'll get that deeper. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but if you're not, <laughs> you're not welcome here, go away. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, God says you can go away, go away. Um, and sometimes they'll lay there and stop and look at something for a while and then lay back down. <laughs> and I'm always like, what are you looking at? Right. Um, but the second time, and I know it was her dad, I was packing to go to Iraq. Pretty sure it was Iraq. And I was packing early in the living room and we had those, those really tall, trendy, you know, the pole lights, they're black. I think I still have one. You know, it's black, you turn a little knob and it's- Oh yeah. Kind of creates the light. Yeah, okay, you with me? You know what it oh, is? Yeah. I got one in my living room. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'm like packing stuff and I'm praying and I'm, I'm packing, I'm packing my ruck and I'm doing final checks and, you know, sitting there and I haven't looked up from my ruck that I'm fiddling with, but all of a sudden over by the light, I see two combat boots. And there's, there's a lot of, lot of soldiers on both sides of our family. Yeah. So I'm like, my first thought was, I don't remember putting my boots there. Oh wait, those are black, mine are brown now. Right. <clears throat> no, they were still, no, they were brown because it was going, it was going out. And um, I didn't, I didn't look up, but just kind of where I was looking peripheral vision wise, I could see like him in his Vietnam uniform. And he looked just like a picture that we have of him, young guy, you know, Vietnam era uniform, whitening tab, tags, the, the whole nine. Yeah, man. Just kind of standing there. And I was like, okay so you're telling me you're watching over the family and i'm gonna be fine yep That's and he nice. was gone he was he was just gone and i never like i never worried about anything on that deployment yeah man that's nice that's a good visit that's a good visit yeah but it was still like um 
electrically charged. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, no doubt. I'm like, you could, it was palatable. Sometimes I, uh, the most recent thing we had happen, Robin was, it came out of the bathroom. Robin was sitting on bed and Texas was laying down and just out of the corner of my eye, I could see this light over at a place where there should be no light, you know, cause there's a desk and a bunch of junk that we have stacked there. And I was like, I could see it. And Texas had kind of cocked his head to look at it when I was looking at it. And I was like, I don't know what you are, but <laughs> if you're not friendly, you need to go. And Robin's like, well, Texas isn't growling at it, so it's probably fine. <laughs> and then shortly after that, he just put his head down. Man. Yeah, that, like I said, they're they're short little experiences, but they're yeah, like but you they're, said, that first one was great. Yeah. Yeah, to actually see him running through the house. Yeah, that 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 I will tell you was the like the first time in my life that I like I can say, that was a ghost. Yeah, I know who it was, and clearly he's been visiting for months. And the only people who was aware of it were the, the kids, yeah. or at least Brianna, who could at least communicate and, and play with boy. Yeah, well, see that there's comfort in that, and I don't know how it works on the other side, but I think it feels pretty good to think that you know our relatives can come check in on us or, you know, just say hi every once in a while. And I, I love that. It confuses me a little bit how that works. Um, because I, I just don't know, man. I don't, I don't why, know. Why would that confuse you? Well, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happens after we die. You know, because I, you know, I'm a Christian. We're, we're both Christians. We talk pretty open about it. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time thinking that we die and go straight to heaven or straight to hell because, you know, we got to wait on judgment day. And it's not necessarily a mainstream Christian belief, but I believe we're reincarnated to, to reach a Christ-like state as much as possible until judgment day. Um, that's just my thoughts, mm -hmm. but if we're being visited by loved ones, that means that they're, they must be occupying a space, you know, not in heaven. Hold on. I don't have my mask on. Thank you. <laughs> my mask on. I was just delivered. Do you have to have your mask on? Did you? Um, no, but she she coming to the office. My wife's fearless. She's a nurse. She ain't afraid of nothing. <laughs> she she uh, brought me some homemade chicken old. noodle soup, man. But yeah, I don't she know. She can spoil you and not be able to like get you back on track. I know. I'll, I'll never want to go back to work. You see that? She went peppered it. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you're eating, I'm gonna eat my burger. The kids. <laughs> yeah, man, have at it. Um, I don't. I don't know. Is there like a, a purgatory? Is there the quote unquote paradise that's not quite heaven, but it's just a place for, for you to hang out at? What is um, 
Yeah. Who all gets a ticket to that place? You know, do bad guys get to go there too? There's just so many questions. Uh, so I think, me personally, I don't want to speak for you. I think there's a very realist, a very real realization that that heavenly realm extends into our realm. I think there's biblical examples of that. I can't remember. I think it was somewhere in the book of Daniel where he talked about praying and the angel that finally showed up and revealed itself to him was like, hey, we were, I wish my mission was to answer you as soon as you started to pray, but I was opposed and it took me 30 days to get to you. Wow. Right. Because he was like, like, I gotta, I gotta fight my way through the darkness. Yes. Um, now see, I, I agree. And I, I, I believe that we're constantly surrounded by, you know, a spiritual warfare that we're all mm. being attacked and defended at all times. Um, but are they, I don't know, is it an inter interdimensional thing? You know, like we just leave this body and we're still here and heaven is among us. You know, it, it's just, I don't know. I think there has to be some overlap, right? Oh, Otherwise, man. there's, I mean, you, if you read the end of Revelations, it talks about heaven on earth. Yeah. Is that, and I mean, in my little pea brain created mind, and I'll, I'll reference back to the book of Job. When you get to those final chapters of the book of Job, where God finally, you know, where Job irritates God enough that God like stops and begins to answer him. If you read those chapters, when God speaks, it sounds very much like a very experienced adult talking to a young child. Yeah. Right. He's like, yeah, I could tell you but you can't possibly understand because you weren't there when I measured out the universe. You don't know. And like, he's using these metaphors to, for, for me to be able to understand. But at the same time, I get like, I've dumbed this down to a possibility. Like I've dumbed this down to this level for you to understand because you can't grasp the, the, the complexity of it. Right. Right. So one of your people was, I don't know if it was the Reiki healer that was talking about frequency. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. I, I'm always, I'm very fascinated by the frequencies that are in the quantum realm. Yeah. Because if you start with in the beginning, he said, let there be light which implies that something was opposing the light, right? Mm -hmm. Like let there, like I'm forcing there, let there be light. And it says he spoke. Well, spoke denotes sound. Sound is always measured in frequency. Mm -hmm. And there's a frequency that we can, we're now far enough along that we can, we can measure. Everything has its own vibrational frequency. Right. And you know, if you dump um, salt crystals or sand onto a plate and play certain frequencies, it makes these yeah, uh, geometric geometry. shapes. Yeah. Yeah. 
some of that's called sacred geometry. Some is just right. And I'm like, well, if he, and I use he in the metaphysical sense, just for me to have something to relate to. Right. If he's the creator and he used, like, he is life. The the best way to do that was was to create an energy that is a frequency that is in everything. Right. Right. So if you look at life on this planet, every time we find some place like there's no life there. Well, when we spend enough time there, we find life there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you measure frequency at the quantum level, at that smallest level. And if you move up from there, life just gets more, gets bigger, all that. So you've got like that, that frequency has got to be like, if it was in the beginning from that moment, it would have to resonate across all dimensions. Right. Makes sense. But six days later, when he gets to man, we're clearly like stuck in this physical dimension that he's created because he's moved past, right? That initial creation point to now he's getting more, like if you just watch the creation, it gets more and more specific, right? It's like, uh, he created the heavens and then it, it gets more, 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 more. Right. Um, so it seems like to me, like all those dimensions and when you start have you ever seen the, the, the string theory diagram? Yeah, yeah. Right, so you see like all those other little, but they're all bound together in one. Right. Right, so it's, to me, it's like, that represents all of creation and we're there. But all this touches, like everything touches, like when you look at that string theory, everything touches everything else. Yep. So it would seem like to me that passing through that wouldn't be that hard if you had the ability. Like, we, you know, clearly it's not a gift that we have, but clearly some angels do. You're right if that makes sense, because you keep seeing them. They yeah. keep showing up and delivering messages. Yeah, it, it does make sense that there's just the veil that we can't see through or what, or however it is. And it, everything else is still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we know there's like space between your desk. Right. Right. But because of the vibration, you don't fall through it. Matter that all that matter that's vibrating at the same level, I can't push through the desk. Right. You know, and sometimes I think that when Jesus was talking about faith, you know, in a way he was explaining physics, you know, that we could master it if we wanted to. That if, if we had the faith, because he said, you know, we could move mountains, but mm -hmm. to, li to literally move mountains, it would take a pretty strong amount of physics, <laughs> you know what I mean? But and how he could walk on water and without faith, we couldn't walk on water. 
Right. I, I think if I had the faith, you know, if, if it took an, if it was an act of faith, I could put my hand through this desk, you know? Right. Um, it just shows, I don't know. I, I think he was, again, through parables and everything else. I think he, he might've been explaining that to us, you know, and is, is that faith, you know, is, is just knowing and believing and just trusting how it all works, you know, is that the same as trusting him? Because he's everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you've simplified, like you've simplified the way I would say that, but yeah, yeah I'm simple. <laughs> um, I am too. And sometimes you run into somebody who's just able to like get it in a nice, concise sense. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for the ultimate gear in EDC or survival, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check them out. Um, I've had Chris on the show a couple of times. It's his business. It's veteran-owned. Every component of every product is 100% made in America. Plus, you get packs that, that have the coolest names ever, you know, like the Rock Ape or the Minahuni. Go check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Uh, use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% off of any product site-wide. I get up and I write my goal book all the time. And I tick those things off as I achieve them. Mm-hmm. And my brother's always like, writing your goals down doesn't work. Oh, yeah, it does. And I'm like, it's the first step in creation, right? So like if you if you look back one of the one of the teachings, one of the things you're not allowed to do, you know, on the seventh on the Sabbath by Hebrew standards was they didn't want you to cook. Right. And the reason they didn't want you to cook was because you had to make fire. And fire was true creation. You took two things that don't work together and create a third thing that's powerful and destroys, right? It's you created something out of two other things. And so that act of creating fire is the closest thing to um, the closest thing you can get to creation. Well, the, the first step in creating something from your thoughts and feelings is to commit it to paper. It's the easiest step there is. You've now taken this 
this thought, this ethereal metaphysical thought, and you've transferred it to the physical world through the act of writing. Right. It's now real. It wasn't real before. Now it's real. Yeah. Um, so this last little trade show, we, we had a number that we wanted to hit. And I started writing that on Friday. And Saturday, we got halfway there. And Sunday, it didn't look like that was going to happen. We weren't going to hit that goal. And then something happened. <sighs> and it just, we, we beat that goal by like 300 bucks. Wow, yes. I, did, I didn't have anything to do that. I didn't tell my brother. I just sent him a picture. Like, hey, this is what I was writing this morning. This was our total from this show. You tell me. There you go. And it's, you know, like you said, he's telling us how to do things. Yeah. It's, can you, can you free yourself of that thought? Um, you ever been around somebody that just seems to have like their presence seems to change the outcome of situations oh yeah like it's starting to go bad and this person shows up and it it just smooths out yeah you're like bobby showed up and it just got what happened yeah why is that i mean when you talk to people like that they they talk about I don't know, man. I'm just blessed. My life just runs really smooth. Uh, everything runs really smooth for me. And I'm like, let's get some more of that over here. Yeah, let's sprinkle some of that over here. <laughs> right. You know, it's wild that you talk about goals because I was clearing my desk off probably 15 minutes before I, you know, sent you the link. And I found the goal list I had sat on this desk. It's right here. It's got, you know, tart burner wax on it and scribbles but i had a list of goals here that i had made uh this time last year whenever i got sent home for you know the COVID hit and we uh and now so, you're here possibly infected yeah on the one year anniversary that's what's weird uh the one yeah. year anniversary from those shutting the schools down i got sent home and i thought well you know i made it a year you know, i had a good run you know <laughs> I, mean, I had a good run but I had my goals that I had written down on my desk and that they had just sat here for the last year. And uh, there started a podcast was number one. I got it checked off, write a book as the second one on there. And I'm about two thirds of the way through my book that I'm trying to write. And next one was hardwood floors in my, in my downstairs. And when I looked at it, I thought, Oh, wow. When do I get to put my floors in? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I know it's coming, you know, it's coming. It's coming because I wrote it down. It's going to happen, you know? So I, I think that's, I'm glad you brought up, you know, brought up goals. Don't, don't, don't put it away. Yeah, maybe I should. Take it out, take <laughs> it out and write it down every day. See what happens. Yeah. Stick that bad boy back up here on my desk. On the top. I mean, physically take it out and write it down every day and see what happens. Yeah, I will. It's crazy. Yes, it is. It, it, um, it goes a lot into, um, visualization you know there's a whole 
a whole documentary called The Secret. Have you ever watched that? Yep, I did. I've watched it a couple times. Man, that works. I watch a lot of Joe Dispenza. Do you, yes. do you watch him? Yeah, that stuff works. Um, so he really, watching his stuff really was really interested to me because it was just like when they started doing studies on grounding, right? Because technology's come along so far that, well, we can now see what grounding your bioelectrical system back to the big battery that we live on does for you health-wise. Um, when I, I started grounding to get off some of the meds or, or at least the goal was to like sleep through the night uh, which PTSD nightmares were an issue for me sleep pain was an issue for me mm -hmm. um, and I was tired of being drugged out of my mind with the VA because every time I told them like well, this drug does this. Their solution was, we want to give you, we'll, we'll just give you a new drug. Yep. So um, my buddy sent me this video and I thought, what do I got to lose? <laughs> so I bought, a, I bought a grounding mat and I slept on it one night and I slept for like 10 hours. Oh, wow. And I hadn't slept it was literally like I had slept. Like I, ha I had not slept like that since before I went to war the first time. Wow. It was, it was crazy. Um, and it, it wasn't like anything miraculous, like, oh, you're healed. Right. right. I, just, I just got some good sleep. Yep. And the more I did it, the more I noticed I physically started to feel better my pain started to subside so they were talking about having all this new technology they could actually show you pictures of like this is where this person's inflammation was after two hours of grounding you can see how it moved from red hot to like blue green nothing wow yeah and i was like okay there's something to this yep then i started listening to joe dispenza whose background was like neuroscience as it was. And he talks about that visualization. Actually, like we started sticking people in CAT scan machines to measure their brain waves, right? So he's not like, he's not a crack, a crackpot by any stretch of the imagination. Cause he's like, no, this is, we have the brain scans to show you this is what happens. Yep. So He's, he's got some interesting visualization techniques that are just blow your mind, kind of. Have you heard his story, like how he broke his back? Uh-uh. So he got into this because he, I guess he really shattered his back really badly. And if you can find that story on YouTube, it's worth listening to because I think he did it with an interview with Tom Bellew. Um, I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. But uh, he talked about because he was trapped in his bed and they were telling him we're not really sure what to do. He was like, I would just lay in bed 
and visualize my like rebuilding my spine vertebrae by vertebrae disc by disc nerves and they were like well your your spine is healing <sighs> like we're we're doing stuff but it seems to be healing itself better yeah. than we could make it heal it's a really interesting interview so he was like he was like i didn't know at the time what i was doing was this deep meditation he was like what other option did i have i was laying in bed for you know, 24 hours a day, three, yeah. seven days a day. So that, that deep meditation, I really do. I'm a firm believer. It changes your frequency or something. Yep. Yeah. I believe in that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I've definitely learned to stop speaking problems into my life, but we've had a lot less problems over the last year. Amen. My mother-in-law <laughs> taught me about that man uh yeah I, w I went through a real dark phase I, I went through about five years of just hardcore depression you know and when I met my wife the first five years we were about about the first four that we were together I was still in that dark state man and every time I go to the in-laws my, my mother-in-law would pick up on my words you know and she was like yeah. she's like you're so negative you know just stop being negative it, stop saying it yeah fake it you know the whole fake it till you make it thing fake, she fake said it you make it, yeah. if you say positive things positive things will happen and it took me forever to just try that but i did and i felt like a phony but i did it anyway and i'm not gonna say that's the only thing that i had to do but it made a world of difference you know uh, it definitely wasn't hurting. No, <laughs> exactly. Right? Like positive talk may not work all the time, but negative talk works all the time. Exactly, exactly. And it just, it made such a difference and I, a visible difference. When I get up in the morning, I'm like, I'm thankful to be alive today. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. I'm, I'm going to have a good day. This things are going to be all right. And, you know, sure as the world it started getting that way to where every day I'm like, Hey, let's see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good day. It's, uh, it's the, it's amazing how it like, it's like building a snowball, right? You build it, you build it, you push it to the top of the hill. And then you get to a point where if you let go of it, it starts rolling down the hill on its own power and just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, does it produce its own gravity its own and maybe gravity isn't its own attractive frequency. yeah it's own attraction yeah yeah so i don't i don't know but i can i can definitely tell you from i know i told you that story last time when you know the wife said i feel like god's telling us just to keep going yeah like when that like i was just with with trying to stand squatch up on 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 nothing and it just wasn't growing fast enough. And she was just like, you know what? Just keep moving forward. Just, I, I feel like God's saying, keep moving forward. And that was about the same time that I watched The Secret. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the discussion we had was like, well, let's let's chant, let's make this commitment to change our language. 
And uh, I think I'm doing a lot better of not trying to wave in a plane um, <laughs> this time. Um, so when we started doing that, especially with, with our business, it, it really, it just started to grow. And then when you add things like um, the exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all expectation, which is, you know, Ephesians 3.20. And if I got that right, that's totally from God. Um, <laughs> but the, the realization I heard somebody say, like, if you're really going to embrace that, then you have to let go of your ego because you're going to be wrong. Like you have to be wrong because you can't possibly think of what the source can think of. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who could take these little fishes and these loaves of bread and bless them and break them up and say, okay, go feed everybody. Right. 5,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Twice. <laughs> two, two different stories of that. Right. What amazes me is there were two stories like he had to do that twice. <laughs> yeah. And the disciples are like, Cork, oh, oh, oh. no understand. You know, right. like, they're man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, how many times do you have to see that? As, I, I always think of uh, the biblical story where they're like, they're freaking out on the boat, right? There's that storm. Yes, and he's sleeping. And he's sleeping, right? <laughs> and I'm like, like people are like, why do you get so worked up about that? I'm like, half of those dudes have been fishermen since they could walk. How bad was that storm? <laughs> right. Like, it's not like these guys are novices. They like, right. Before I could walk, I was on dad's boat. We were fishermen. God called us. We went and did this instead. They haven't been doing it that long. Right. <laughs> you would think like, that's just a storm. Not a problem. But it was so bad. They're like, okay. But he's already done all these other miracles. Right. right? You go to the front of the boat and you're like, the boss is sleeping. Like not a care in the world sleeping i'm a dumb infantryman but i would think i would be like i think we're good because if it was bad he'd be awake right exactly that that's the faith that's the faith they didn't have it i mean look look at i say that to people and they that's that's number three again hey <laughs> i say that to people and they're like i don't know i think that's blasphemous i'm like really I mean, before the crucifixion, they found this guy. They all fell asleep. He knew bad stuff was happening. And he was awake and praying. Yep. Right? Hey, the real threat is upon us. Y'all cats are sleeping. You're afraid of a storm. He's sleeping. <laughs> right there. You see that contrast? That's a contrast. That is a contrast. That's the difference between spiritual warfare and physical warfare. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Reincarnation. I, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm at on that. I haven't given that any thought. Yeah. 
Uh, I, my wife is telling me she loves me. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think on reincarnation, just because I'm thinking, you know, well, one, I felt like I, I prayed on it really hard for a long time. And I was working underground in the coal mines and I was going through a check curtain. That's uh, you hang them up in passageways and it kind of directs the air. So, you know, so good air goes this way to, to you and bad air goes that way. So you don't die. And yeah. I was crossing through one of the check curtains and it was like somebody whispered in my ear, just out of the blue, the word reincarnation, you know, it's a big word to whisper, but it's just like the word came to me and it wasn't really necessarily on my mind at the time, you know, but it kind of just struck me as like, well, maybe that's my answer to, to what's going on. Uh, and it, it, it checks a lot of boxes for me, Chris. Cause like, how are these child prodigies able to play Mozart at three years old, you know, maybe because they spent their last lifetime mastering piano, you know, or you get the, you know, you get these basketball stars at the age of eight and maybe it's because they were in the NBA in their last life, you know, um, it, it fixes that for me. It fixes uh, little kids being able to tell you about past lives uh, down to the part where you can Google the address they're talking about and it's accurate, you know, or the solar system that they're talking about. And it's accurate. Uh, and it, I, it, so I it fills that gap in time. Yeah. It makes me wonder if it's all the time or if it's just occasionally, right? Because people said that about Patton, like Patton seemed to be born for a specific time to do certain things. And if you look at the end of his life, like how he ended up dying, he ended up dying like powerless. It was like he, he went to a point was like, God's like, nope, you're done. I can't let you do any more on this earth. You're going to do something bad. Yep. You're done. Well, I'll give you another one. And this one is in the Bible. Um, I'm not good at quoting scripture or anything like that by any means. But Neither am I, so I won't hold you to it. Um, and I, I don't dare try to paraphrase Jesus, but I'm going to try to kind of paraphrase Jesus a little bit. Um, Elijah. Uh-huh. Um, I believe Jesus says something to the effect of that John the Baptist is a set was the second coming of Elijah and he was beheaded. You know, he, he brought up a point. I, I forget where it's, it might be in Mark, not sure. Uh, maybe Matthew, but he says something to the effect of, you know, people are waiting for Elijah to return. Elijah did return and they beheaded him. And I thought, well, that's another wink at reincarnation. If there's a second coming of anybody, that's a that's a reincarnation, you know, in the literal sense. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of it kind of leaves room for that for me. Go back and well, I mean, if he could create the the world and all the dimensions as we know them with the sound of his voice, I'm sure nothing is is impossible to him, right? Yeah, like he he could create with this whatever sound or thought that he made with his mind, 
So I'm I'm sure if I got to heaven, I'm like, whew, finally get to take a break. He's like, yeah, sorry, bud. I got more work for you to do. <laughs> well, so, I mean, well, that's how, much, I, how much say would I get, really? Yeah, but I, I just don't think we go to heaven until the day of judgment. Because if I'm a good boy right now, and I mind all my P's and Q's, I'll still fall way short of Christ. But I'm, I'll be a better man at the end than I was when I was a teenager, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing better. I'm getting closer to God. And so if I die, if we go straight to heaven or hell, then on judgment day, would he call us down, you know, uh, metaphorically down to, to be judged and then go back or, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just don't, it, I know there's the mysteries well, of faith. So and it's I, not I think it's, I think if you listen to the, you know, we, we use the term up and down and I, yeah. I think it's probably over, right? Over, like it's a lateral movement really until you go down, down. Um, it's probably a frequency thing there too. You know, the lower, yeah, well, I mean, lower frequency is hellish, right? Yeah, the lower realms, yeah. So it's like you, you have in those, you know, the discussion I have around the house is it talks about you being able to withstand the slings and arrow of Satan. He talks about the whole armor of God, but, you know, all these stories where you see people tried, it says God was holding his court. And there was Satan. Mm -hmm. And people, like, we've had this discussion, and they're like, well, why was Satan there? And I'm like, because he's a created being. And God said all created beings of this realm show up. And I'm like, sure, he's the guy that's not on time. Sure, he's the guy <laughs> with an attitude. But does he really have the power to resist if he says, "Right, come to court? He's still going to do what he's told, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, you see that in the book of Job, right? And you get to see uh, all the kind of all those machinations at that realm and then how it plays out in our realm, if that makes sense. So okay. when, you, when you think about that and then you go into somewhere in Revelations, it talks about your judgment and there's judgment the mercy seat which is basically where christ says i've i've paid the price for him he's a believer I can, right. i've paid that price for him and that's the only the only requirement right yep um but then there's the judgment seat where it's like oh you weren't saved, so you go over there, and we judge you, and then you go to that other realm that you probably don't want to go out and get tortured at for the rest of your life. Right. Was it was it you that was telling the story? I don't know if it was you or PN Evangelist, but he was talking about this nurse that did hospice care, and there was this, like... This family was watching their loved one pass because he was in hospice care. 
and they were talking about how he was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And the nurse that was with them, and she was like, you know, I've been with 500 people when they've passed. And she was like, I only see this when they're not saved. They're literally fighting. The devil's coming to get them. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not like, that freaks me out. Yeah, they're going to chills again. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's the, like, you're telling me he's, he hasn't fully transitioned to that next realm and he's being judged yeah right however like however that process is yeah i don't know let's see and that's the thing i believe that you know and i believe that people go to the light and i believe people get to see their loved ones and i believe people walk with jesus and come back and tell us about it i just don't know all the details of the in-between and this this is where I'll stay up late at night thinking about this kind of stuff. And my wife tells me to shut up and just why worry about it? We'll find out eventually, (laughs) you know, but hard to argue with that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a great conversation though, man. I I thoroughly enjoy it. Do you, So I, I hearken back to those last couple chapters of Job, you know, is it, is it one of those, if he stopped and explained it to you and dumbed it down to the dumbest possible level, could you walk away with, with any sort of real understanding of, I mean, think about, like, I don't, I don't remember what the name of the movie was where the kid died and came you know, he was really sick. Greg Kinnear's in it. He's an overhead garage door salesman. His kid comes back and starts talking about, oh, yeah, I saw Poppin in heaven. And um, he, he uh, God, I wish I could remember the name of that movie. He grew up, wrote a book about it. Is it like God is for real or something like that? Yeah, maybe. It's, it sounds... Sounds or, like that would be the right title. Or 90 Seconds of uh, Heaven. I, I've read two or three books. Yeah, some, something like that. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, um, what? God is real. Heaven is real. My daughter just Googled it. Thanks, Leah. Number two. Thank you. So, <laughs> Bo says thanks. She's like, um, Like, look at, look at how, there was nothing that he was saying that was beyond comprehension, right? He told his mom, like, no, there was a baby that was before I saw her, right? She was, she was like, how did he know about the miscarriage that we never told him about? Yeah. How did he know about Pop who died when I was a little kid? Like, all that stuff was verifiable and look at how that that town and those people around them just struggled with just easy stuff to verify just i mean easy stuff to verify he didn't come back with like yeah so there were like nine face things with a hundred eyes that all they did was <laughs> chanting the power of the glory of god right. I mean, we're not even talking about the crazy stuff in the book of enoch and the crazy stuff in revelations yeah like he came back with stuff that you're like, check, 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 check. Okay. I guess I have no other explanation. I guess <laughs> I just have to, you were in heaven. 
even if he explained it to you, could you grasp it? And right. if you could grasp it, could, I mean, shit, dude, we can't even get people, the majority of people to go like, you know, maybe Bigfoot's real. Right. And, and that's like something we're pretty sure is a physical being walking the planet that may have been walking the planet as long as we have, maybe longer. Yeah. That's, that's like. Yeah. I kind of think he was in the Bible, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I clearly think he's Esau. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think too. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really there. I think he's Esau who been sentenced to Canaanites. Yep. You remember when Caleb and Joshua came back, they were like, they're all giants. They're all big. Yep. So, and it's amazing that just about every civilization everywhere on the planet has a Bigfoot. It's got a different name, but they pretty much all got one. That's too much for us to grasp. Yeah. Yeah that yeah. <laughs> alright that's it for this week guys I hope you enjoyed listening to the show if you just have to have more content you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron uh, got more and more content on there every week so I hope you enjoy that uh, to catch up on past episodes go to the bumppodcast.com click the episode tab and I'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button. And holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right. Again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.